Michael Applesamy. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and I'm picking up on this series of podcast episodes where I chat to the Wild Eye staff. Started a couple of weeks ago, and the idea was, and still is, to have a chat with every single one of the staff members, just for you to get to know them. It's off the cuff, it's just do whatever and see what comes out. I think it's a great way for you to get to know the people who you are dealing with on email, the names you hear, and so on. So, Mike's our youngest guide, but the amount of growth in him over the last year and a bit has been absolutely phenomenal. I remember meeting Mike at the lodge where he was working, and the moment I saw him, I knew there's something about this guy. We need to get him. <laughs> anyway, so we had a conversation. He was going through a stage where he's making a lot of decisions, and anyway, long story short, he started with us about a year and a little bit ago. Uh, he's excelled at the office work, he's got a background in business, he's excelled at guiding, at education, phenomenal talent and super proud to have him on the team. I hope you guys enjoy this one. I know, I'm just busy getting this, the ladder of inference ready so that I don't talk nonsense about it. Like okay, because we've just started. Tell me about the ladder. Oh really, we've we, just started? We have, yes. Okay, brilliant. What is this ladder? <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm doing this leadership course at the moment mm -hmm. and I'm literally, I'm two lectures in of a, a two-year course. And already I'm blown away, G. And the one thing that we, we work in, or we did the other night, is it's called the ladder of inference. Okay. And basically what this ladder is, it's a, it's a concept of um, every single decision we make, if you think about it, we are consciously going through this, um, through this ladder and, and through these decisions making, or this decision making. And for example, I mean, I don't know, must I go into detail of like what it works? Go like for how, it. Basically, you've got this, your pool of, of, um, pool of knowledge, mm -hmm. and that comes from everything that we're dealing with, whether it's social media, TV, the people we interact with, that fills our pool for us, all right? So that's all the inputs in your life. Exactly. Okay. Okay, now as you go along, you've got these, these different sections. You've got, you, from there, you select data. You then paraphrase the data or make assumptions. You then make a conclusion from that. Mm. From that, you form beliefs and then you act on it. Okay, so now throughout all of this, obviously, this is all influenced from your pool. So the more you fill in your pool, obviously, mm. the more you're learning. But what was crazy about me or crazy about this concept for me is how easily we get caught up in what we believe. Give me examples. Oh, you, I mean, you mentioned earlier on that something happened yesterday and there was, you made a decision yesterday or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in the shops yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw this lady, she was busy, she was on her phone the entire time. And like her son was there standing right behind her. And I was sitting there talking to myself. Just tilt the mic up a touch. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Perfect. Is that all right? So I was talking, or I was standing in the, the line in the grocery store yesterday and this lady, I saw she was constantly on her phone and her young son was standing behind her. Okay. And I was just getting a bit like, I was thinking to myself, what's wrong with this lady? Why is she on her phone so much? Her son's right here. Surely they have something to talk about. You would and hope. Then, and, well, certainly you would hope. Eh? So I was sitting there and I was thinking, and I thought, okay, I'd learned about this ladder last night. Let me think about this. And we're so influenced by what we believe. And based on our beliefs, we, we end up making or assumptions mm -hmm. of what's going on. Sure. And therefore our beliefs are influenced by what our pool of knowledge has. If yes. that makes sense. Yes. Okay. And I sat there with this lady or watching this lady and I was making a full on assumption that she's probably just on her phone looking at Instagram, this and that, where like we need to get to this point where we, we realize um, 
there's a possibility um, that that lady might be struggling with something serious at home on the phone with her family because her husband's in hospital. I don't want to wish that on sure. that lady. But there's every possibility of that. It's not impossible. It's, no. it's probably not probable that that's happening, but it's not impossible. And it just kind of opened my mind to this thinking of this ladder and how if you consciously think about this ladder, every single decision you're making or assumption you're making, it blew my mind, G. It blew my mind. So yeah, it's been a really, really cool, like I said, I've literally had two lectures so far. How, how can people apply this? Give, give me a practical example of how someone, if they go through their day-to-day, -day, whenever they listen to this, mm. how would they do that? What, what, what is the practical protocol to follow? I think the idea is to just become conscious of our, our decisions that we make because, because we're so set in, I mean, you make these, these decisions in a split second. You make an assumption in a split second. Mm. And I think it's just a matter of being, being mindful, being mindful mm -hmm. in everything that you're doing. Because, like I said, I, I wasn't being mindful and I made an assumption. And when I actually stopped and thought about it, um, you know, every single day we're faced with these choices and you decide the type of choices you make. You, you can lean them pos positively. You can, I'm a firm believer, if you go out every day and you talk negativity into mm. your life, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be grumpy. But if you lie to yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to have a good day today no matter what. I think there's every possibility that you, you'll focus on the good things of that day. Mm type of thing so essentially it's just a matter of being mindful slowing down pausing you know don't just pause for the sake of it but pausing intentionally mm. um, you, you, you're saying a lot of big words there intentional mindful choice positivity those are all i, I read a quote which resonates it's a couple of days ago i'm just trying to remember i put it on my twitter uh, never make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions yeah that's good now very often you might be pissed at someone. You might have had a road rage incident where someone shouted at you, someone mm -hmm. cut you off, you walk in here, exactly. someone asks you something, you just fuck off, just leave me alone. Exactly. That's bad. Yeah. Or I can't do this job anymore because Mike is just giving me shit at work. Yeah. I'm going to leave. So it's, is that, do you prescribe to the thing or the thing, the statement, I can't remember who said this, I should know this. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, but we extrapolate that further to the content that you consume. 100%. That, that's where this thing starts. The input 100%. that you put in yeah. is a lot how that defines the way you think and feel about things and ultimately your actions as well. 100%. 100% because something that stands out for me with that idea, G, is 100% you're influenced by the people, the f five people or whatever sure. that you're closest to. But if you're not mindful, I mean, I spend every single day with my girlfriend, Kara. But if I'm not mindful in that time with that, that I send, spend with her, Means it's, it's not going to influence me. It's not going to determine who I am to to certain extent. Um, so 100%, it depends. It comes down, I think, to what you what you drawing in. But, but you also have to be open to it. Why do you think? Let me show you something. So another quote I read because I I consume a lot of stuff, <laughs> but I'm very mindful to yes. use the word of what I consume. Yes. Um, because if it doesn't bring value to me, I'm in, not interested. And so, so this morning I woke up and there wasn't milk at home, which is Sorry bad, which is really bad if yeah. you need a first cup of coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had black coffee, put a bit of honey in it, not great. Okay. So on the way, we stopped at uh, Seattle mm -hmm. to get a coffee. And in the week as well, I saw something from, uh, not an influencer, but one, one of these, these people who kind of live life and they positive and blah, blah, blah. And I took this picture. As I got out at Seattle. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, 
It just it's a picture of sorry, a picture of the sky, kind of beautiful cloud, sunrise. Yeah. Every once in a while, you have to stop. And this is what your thing does. It stops you in order to get context of the situation before you make decisions. 100%. Just got out the car and I took a picture of the sky because sometimes you just have to stop. Yeah. Look up at the sky and think, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. 100%. But if you are wired negatively, if you have all these negative things floating around your mind, it's a negativity bias. You're going to find it. Exactly. Exactly. It comes down to that bias. Whatever you fill in yourself with, that becomes your... Your beliefs. Hundred percent. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think you defaulted to? Oh, she's probably looking at Instagram to this lady because we always do that. Mm-hmm. I was I was at a dinner a couple of days ago, last week sometime, and there was this couple as well. Yeah. And obviously married, and they together. Yeah. They didn't speak a word. They were both on their phones. Oh, now scary. in this instance, That's the it. first thing I thought, I'm like, holy hell, you guys are sad. Yeah. What the hell? No, 100%. Because where's the conversation? You can do that anytime. Maybe they're messing each other. Hey, what would you like to drink? I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. but, and eventually I, I had to. So I went to the bathroom, in inverted commas, and I walked past. She was just scrolling Instagram. So it was pretty fucking sad. Mm, definitely. So what for you defaulted? Because there's that moment where you see that lady in the shop and you think, what, 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 why do you think you defaulted to that? I, th- I don't know. I mean... Possibly it comes down to society just normalizing that type of stuff. I, I, I don't know. Because I, you know, I know for a fact that's something that I'm so conscious of. What is that? Like, for example, if Carla and I go and sit and have dinner, I hate it. when I don't like it when one of us is on our phones, but when both of us are on our no. phones, I cringe because I think, what are people thinking about it? Mm. You know? Um, but... I mean, for some people, it's normal. I, I see it with my own parents. I see it with friends. I see it with family. Sitting at a table, how quickly people can just deviate to their phones. It's a full-blown addiction. Yeah. It it's is. 100%. And this is, yeah. this is science-backed and research-backed. I can imagine. It's an addiction. You get dopamine hits from it. And the thing is, it's never-ending. Because you it know, is, yeah. if I read a book, I know what the story is. I can read the book. I'm not going to go back again and again and again <laughs> because I know what the story is. Here, every time you swipe, there's new shit to keep you entertained. Exactly. If, exactly. I, said, if I said to you, listen, let's, let's imagine this. There's, there's a man sitting with his old, old gentleman. He's mm-hmm. late 60s, 70s. Is that old? Yeah, that's old. Oh. A lot of people come at me again. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> and you see this gentleman sitting at a coffee shop with his lovely wife. Mm-hmm. She's drinking her tea. Mm-hmm. And this guy, if you watch him... Every three minutes, he takes a magazine out of his briefcase, opens it, pages a few times, closes it, puts it back. Mm-hmm. Three minutes later, he does it again. Mm-hmm. And then three minutes later again. You would think that guy is fucking nuts. 100%. But yeah. if we do it by the phone, it's normal. That's so crazy. Eh? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, so it has become normalized. It's so right? normalized, but it's so bad for us. Agreed. And social relations. Have you seen people do it on Safari? That's my worst. Oh, man. 100% flat out mm. on a game drive middle yeah. of a game drive people will hop onto Instagram and it blows my mind blows look at my where mind. you are John yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. like you're in the middle of the Mara bro. exactly switch it off for a second you know um, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you stop people do you say to them listen Jerry maybe look there's a big lion get off your phone do you do that sure I'll be honest I don't eh? why I don't because it's normalized you think it's okay or I don't know sometimes I think I, I do sit there and think it's not okay, mm-hmm. but I, I've, I, I think I've been stuck in a, a situation once or twice where I've thought, it is a guest. Let, I mean, if they want to do that, mm-hmm. they want to do that. Sure. I think I've been caught I've, up I've in that. I've started before. to, at the beginning of trips, I'll make a point, especially in the Mara camp, okay. where you'll say, okay, guys, listen, we're here. My new rule is I don't do Lightroom after dinner. 
Okay. I do not. Yeah. You're in the Mara. We can do Lightroom on TeamViewer or Zoom or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit by the fire or you're going to go to your bed. I'm not doing Lightroom with you. I've, I've t- I'm telling people, I'm done. Straight because up, that's yeah. not an experience. Yes, yeah, certainly. But the same thing, I say, listen, if we're sitting waiting for a crossing, for example, mm-hmm. 100%, Let's do it. I'll send you pictures on WeTransfer, on what's it called? AirDrop. Yeah. You can share it out. But if we're in a sighting, please be in the sighting. Yeah, of course. And I've, I've called people in it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh, shit, yo. I haven't had pushback yet. Okay. So it's something we need. It's part of the experience. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So, so tell me more about this course. What's the what's the final outcome of this thing? Um, so basically, uh, it's it's something through my church that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a two-year Bible study slash leadership course. Okay. Um, Mondays and Thursdays. And you just started now? Uh, literally two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's a thing of Mondays and Thursdays getting into leadership. Um, as well as theology and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, basically at the end of it, the idea is it's, you know, growing myself. Certainly that's that's the main reason I wanted to do this. I wanted to to um, learn and to, mm. I think, work on discipline. Discipline is something that I set set aside for myself this year that I really want to achieve. And I not just when I say discipline, not just get to work and, and work hard, but, mm-hmm. but, but really um, say I'm going to do something and stick to a type of thing. So d- define, it's interesting because Matt, when I spoke, spoke when I spoke to him, <laughs> when I spoke to him on here as well, his, his word for the year was also discipline. Oh, really? What does it look like to you? What is discipline? I th- like I say, it's, it's, it's the concept of saying, let my yes be my yes. Um, and it, I'm not only talking about, I'm not only referring to the word, if someone asks me to do something and I say yes, I'm not only, but, but genuinely, if I want to do something, get my mind to it. Get my mind to it. One of the things I think that was pushing me so much, how many times have you been walking in the mall and you, you bump past a friend or an, mm-hmm. a person you knew from back then or whatever, and you say, hey, you have that quick small talk, what a what a. Sometimes then, it's very awkward, other times it's easy. Exactly. Yes. And then immediately after that, you say to them, hey, let, we must make a plan. We must make a plan. And how often have you just, you walked away from that, and like that's that. You wait until you bump into that person and mm-hmm, spar mm-hmm. again. Um, and that's something for me that I, I, I realized I was doing a lot last year. Um, and it's something I want to change. To other people or to yourself? Because I, I've done that, I can admit. Yeah. That I said, oh, yeah, we must get together. Yeah. But it's almost like, and this is very messed up, <laughs> but it's almost like a way to finish the conversation. I need to go now. Yeah. I'm not saying it because I really mean it. Yeah. It's that social awkward etiquette where it's like, okay, cool, let's make a plan. I got to go. Cool, we'll chat soon. Uh, Bye. True, and 100%. Gone. No, but I think it's it's genuinely letting my yes be my yes. If I say that to you, immediately after that, you know, I've, and I've had some some instances already this year where I've I've had those situations. I've spoken to guys um, and I've come out, I've gone out of my way to seriously make a plan. Mm. And, you know, I know for a fact this whole course that I'm doing, when I travel on safari, I know it's going to be difficult because, like I say, it's um, it's four hours of lectures a week. So I know for, you know, once I'm finished with guests during the day, at night, it's going to be... Do, is there exams and tests and stuff? Or, uh, there, or will be, there will be a, cu- a couple of small tests here and there. Mm. Um, and then, for example, with our leadership, it's, it's journaling. So we've got a journal that we've got. To, so after every single session that we do, there's reflections and stuff like that. So that reflection has to be up to date. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of work, but it's something that I've, I've set my mind to. Um, I know that I'm going to learn from it. I've mm. seen, um, Carla, she's done the first, she did her first year last year. She's in her second year now. I can see the growth in her life, how much it's literally changed her life. 
Um, and, you know, that's positive for me to see because I know that there's, if I really lean into it, if I make the most of it, be mindful of it, um, there's potential to grow immensely with it. So okay, why don't most people grow? Why do most people struggle with growth? Comfort you... zone, I think. Explain. I think comfort zone. So another amazing concept I heard is the idea of um, we have our, what was it called? Comfort zone to our stretch zone and our panic zone. And the only place where we really growing, where we're learning um, about ourselves is when we're in our stretch zone. Your panic zone, it's, it's the idea of going a bit too overstimulated, far. Overstimulated, overstressed. You, you don't quite... Um, anxiety, overwhelmed, can't do this, panic. Catching up to you, exactly. Yeah. So to bring it, I think it's, it's not a bad, I, don't th I think the um, comfort zone is worse than your panic zone because I think in your panic zone, you learn things about yourself. If what you're open to it. If you're open to it. What pushes you? What, what does push you over that line? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think our comfort zone, I've come to learn that the comfort zone is a dangerous place to be. But it's because it's easy. 100%. But it's so easy. Why then in today's world do so many people want easy? They like easy. And I mean, and no offense to anybody, if you want to take offense, that's your problem. But the younger generation, hmm. and I'm not, not including, I'm talking people no, who go online and certainly. who just, they're offended at everything, but they don't really do the work. And, 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 and. 100%. They're in a comfort zone. They've created this little bubble, which keeps them comfortable. Mm -hmm. Why? What, what's, let me ask you this. What, what scares people about being better? Physically, mentally, spiritually. Mm. Because people are scared to level up. Definitely. Um, they want to read the books. They want to listen to the inspirational shit on Instagram and, 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 but they don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but it's, again, it's, I think another thing that we talked, we just spoke about our phones and stuff like that. Hmm. I think it's so easy these days to go out of your way. I mean, I sat with Andrew, Andrew Beck yesterday, mm -hmm. myself and Trev. We were trying to figure out how to do a call to action for someone to send a mail. So at the end of a blog, people can go and click on a... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I want, I want to find out about renting gear. Um, can I send an email? They go click on the button, takes email. them to their email, they send an email. Okay. Now, in order to do that, we had to put some coding together. And Trev and I were clueless. I had no idea what did you to do. Use, did you use chat GPT for that? <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nearly. But we had no, I mean, I had no idea how to do that. Mm. And eventually Andrew had to come, you know, show, show it to us. And he was explaining, you know, back in the day when you guys were starting off and there wasn't any WordPress, none of that stuff. You had to physically learn how to do yeah. this stuff. We did that in Dreamweaver still, I think. <laughs> I, I can back. imagine it must have been a, mesh, a mission, excuse me. Um, but for example, you know, that's, a, I think, a good example of how back in the day, I think people had to work for mm. things. If you drive somewhere, it's so easy for us to just put it in our GPS now. Mm. The old days of maps, folding maps and books. And exactly. Stuff. And learning roads. Like, you're driving past Puff Adder. Now you got to go to page 283 <laughs> to carry on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think it's become very easy in this day and age to um, just get information that you want. Mm. Um, instead of having to work for it, having to act for it. But I think I think more than information is attention. Yeah. A lot of people are getting attention for, let's be honest, nothing. Yeah. For having a random opinion, and you haven't yeah. earned the right to stand up and share that. Where in the past, you would have to be, on the hierarchy of competence, you had to be way up yeah, in order to be heard. Yes. And then, so, which means you've paid your dues in order to get to that point. Yeah. Now... Anybody with a viral tweet can 
feature on CNN. For, you know what I mean? It, it's we, we, we're giving attention to people who haven't and who don't deserve that attention. Exactly. And I think something that comes down to G as well is we now um, associate fame with influence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dangerous place to be because you think about you think about all the celebrities out there who have who have or are famous and just because of their fame they can go ahead and say one thing and that influences a, an entire generation mm -hmm. and you, uh, again coming back to this leadership that i'm doing that's that's something that i realized the other day where who are we placing our leaders or placing people as leaders who shouldn't really be there no 100 if, if you look at epstein's island all the bad that? shit that happened there Oh, no, where no. they had the island and they did things to kids there and oh, okay. all the famous people visited there. So a lot of people on the list of who visited that island. Yes. Right? Or you've got your Bill Gates and and and. So we're supposed to look up to them, but now they've got this past, speculatively, we're assuming here, based on yeah. evidence and so on. But still, because someone has a lot of followers, exactly. you think they must know what's going on. Do yeah. you know who Andrew Tate is? Um, I do. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't follow like the whole... Very controversial figure. Big stories, yeah. So he has... He's, he's a world champion kickboxer, um, UK guy. He, he was recently arrested in Romania mm -hmm. for... Uh, what's it called? Accusations of traf sex trafficking and rape and what have you. Okay. But they've kept him now for 45, almost 60 days, and they haven't proven anything. There's uh, okay. But he's been very outspoken in how men should be and dominant and do their thing and people call him toxic masculinity mm -hmm. the scary thing is you listen to someone like that and some of the stuff he says is actually stuff that your father should have taught you exactly. it's real yeah a lot of the time he goes too far i'm not a fan but i yeah. do think he's been he's been put in a position where where a lot of young boys growing up 14 to 20 maybe mm -hmm. are looking at him as a role model why mm. because who else is out there yeah 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 for sure you're getting guys who can now have periods yeah because they're now a trans woman what the hell they have bathrooms men's bathrooms where you can buy tampons or get tampons from a machine oh, really i mean really that is wow. just batshit crazy so Certainly. when someone then stands up and speaks the truth yes and and truth obviously in inverted commas but it's a very strange thing. This fame and influence thing is so demacar and messed up. Exactly. That exactly. Where, where, if, if you had a kid now, yeah. let's say of 14 to 18 years old, yeah. and you had to say to him, go and follow these people or this platform, what would you do? No, yes, I don't even know, G. <laughs> I don't, I, it's scary. It is. It is very scary. It's scary, man. I saw a crazy like um, stat the other day that spoke about... Um, they did a study in the US or something about a certain age group of children asking them what, what do they want to be when they're older. Mm -hmm. And like a ridiculous amount of them, like 60 to 70% of them said they want to be YouTube yeah. influencers. Yeah. Like think of, I mean, did you even know what that was when you I were- I wanted to be like a fireman kid. or an astronaut or stuff exactly. like that or a sportsman. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, you, I mean, you can see how that's changed. You can see how that, I think every generation goes on to say, um, Oh yeah, they had it easier than me. They had it, blah 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 blah. That old story, but like, it's no, but I, look, I, I agree hundred percent. I think also we're going through an interesting time because we, my generation, and you're maybe on the cusp of it. So my generation, so I'm forty seven now, mm -hmm. was the last generation that had privacy. Mm -hmm. We could go out at university and even when I was working in some lodges, there wasn't social media. You could get shit faced, fall down, drunk. 
and hit your name with a plank all over the place. <laughs> it wasn't going to be online. Yeah. I could just come to you in the morning and say, Mike, listen, sorry, I was a real dick last night. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Cool, move on. Yeah, exactly. Now everything's online. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea of having privacy, of having going out and not worrying about posting, yeah. that's gone. Yeah. The world has officially changed. It's gone. Definitely. Now you're looking at AI coming in mm-hmm. and all of what that brings. Yeah. We're living through the biggest way the, 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 the biggest change in the way that people live and communicate in the history of people. Definitely. With everything, from when the iPhone 16 years ago came out until yeah. now, yeah. ChatGPT and, and what Google's one called BARD. Bing or what? So Bing is linking with ChatGPT. Okay. And then Google's one's called BARD. <laughs> okay, BARD. Yeah, maybe they spelled Brad wrong. <laughs> yeah. but, but everything's changing. Yeah. And I think where we as a society need to wake up is the way that we teach kids mm-hmm. at school yeah. needs to change with the times. Definitely. Definitely. You, it's like being in the start of the internet as a school, so you're not allowed to use the internet. Well, mm-hmm. that didn't work very well, now did it? No, exactly. Now Certainly. suddenly you've got AI with the potential to increase education and output and such, mm-hmm. but the school is saying, no, 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 don't do this. Yeah. I'm 100%, kids need to do their own thing, but with the changes that you mentioned, Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, it needs to change with it. Yeah, for sure. And that, I think that's where we're such an interesting place. And that's why the world is so polarized. Exactly. No, I agree, 100%. It's a very interesting place. Certainly. Yeah. So, What's been your biggest challenge since starting at WildEye? Sure. Um, yeah, gee, something that I've struggled with um, has been stepping out on the social media platform, I think. Not the... It's just... I don't know. I I, st- I really struggle, um, you know, f- recording myself in a camera. And why do you judge yourself? Do you think I sound funny? What is it? Have you ever listened back to yourself on a voice never? Note? I hate it. Yeah. No, exactly, I hate it. Exactly. So I I think it just comes down to one of those things. <laughs> I must. I must actually go find. I remember when I did my first ever YouTube video. <laughs> it. So my company was called Photo Africa at the time. Okay. And I I was following influencers in the day no no it wasn't even called influence these were people on the top of the industry yeah marketing social media and youtube you got to do, 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 do. Mm. so i started the, the photo africa i think i called it the photo chat or something okay. and i had like a very generic intro and shit <laughs> like that yeah. and i remember i was at nkuru in madikwe okay still managing the lodge there yes and i put up my d7000 or whatever camera i had yeah i must have recorded I'm not even kidding, 20 plus takes. Yeah, no, exactly. Because you start looking at the camera, you start talking, and yeah. then it's like, okay, what are you doing? Going on about. No, and exactly. I'm judging the shit out of myself even before I start. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's something that I, and I mean, we spoke about it last week. That's, you know, that's something that, that's a comfort zone for me. It's a serious, serious comfort zone. So why right don't now. you do more audio? Because you're great on audio. Thanks, D. And voice notes, forgetting about voice notes makes sound funny. <laughs> but like audio with proper equipment and stuff, it's... I think, and this is this is personal. If you don't allow me to say, mm. your personal brand has so much growth you can do online. Mm. People need to see the the human you are because you're a special person, Thanks. and that needs to come out. Yeah. yeah, and whether you sit down, I don't know if you've seen some of the podcasts I've done. I would put the camera on in the studio here, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. It'll just run. Yes, and I'll just talk and do whatever. Yes, put that out there. Yeah, get on with it. Don't look at it. Yeah. Don't judge it. Just put it out there. No, for sure. For sure. It's, and it's something that I do I do want to do. I do want to um, step up on um, and step out of that comfort zone. Um, because I do, you know, of course, that, I think zone. that's what we're about. Exactly. 
that's what we're about you know um as much as people want to come and learn on safaris with us about photography and stuff mm. like that the last thing you want to do is be sitting in for a week mm. um in a vehicle with someone that you don't no there's the personality of a, of a toilet roll <laughs> exactly. not great <laughs> no, exactly you know so that's something i do want to portray to people out mm. there and, and let people know yeah. a bit of who i am 100% i think the the past and this goes back from from when stories happened on instagram however yes. many long that is and videos and stuff and even posting mm-hmm. and i think you and i might have touched on this but i think it's the same for a safari guide is there's two things there's literally two things that you need to offer your clients and your audience online mm-hmm. it's education and entertainment yeah yeah i remember you mentioned so, that so so and and let's, let's i've never done this but let's draw the parallel between posting on social and being a guide if you educate only mm-hmm. if you're one of those guides that again you are so serious and you like just educate it becomes boring yeah certainly it's like oh god just lighten up on the flip side, if you just entertain and tell jokes and do all those kind of things, people don't take you seriously after a while. Certainly. So to find the cadence between education and entertainment yeah. uh, online and as a guide, I think that's the gold. And I'm I'm 100%, as a founder of this company, I'm willing to back every single one of my guides on both individually and combined. Yes. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's finding the niche finding that little sweet spot between teaching someone something and making them laugh at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I know you can do that. Thanks, you. Just yeah. you need to show that. Exactly. It's just an idea of getting that out for sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's been challenging for me um, during Wild Eyes, my time at Wild Eye. Uh, but besides that, I mean, it's been an absolutely... What's been the best part about this journey so far? How long have you been here with us now? Um, I'm coming into my second year. Starting now. second year now, ish. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm like about a year. July and a half, somewhere. Exactly, yeah. a year and a half through. Okay. Um, what's been the best part? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I've been privileged enough to join this company and travel to some places that, as a kid, I only dreamt of. Mm. I really, really only dreamt of. Um, you know, so it's it's been mind-blowing and amazing to travel to some of the places that I have, the likes of the Mara, mm-hmm. some of the trips coming up for me. I what mean, have you got? What's coming up? Some new ones, for example, is, is Zambia. That I'm, You've never been? I've never been. Um, is that the South Luangwa trip? Yes, correct. Yeah. So there's that. And then, I mean, India next year with Trev. Uh, those are those are places I've never, ever imagined. You know, it's places I think we've all wanted to travel with mm-hmm. uh, or travel to. Um, but I've I never imagined really getting there. So so that's something that I mean I've I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for uh, through the company. It's it's certainly been the best. And to go out there, you know, I've been fortunate as well with amazing guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really really had a good time with my guests, um, and I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed like mm. sharing my passion with people who are equally as mm. passionate about it. You know, I think I think and and again, this is and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I think you have a skill to balance the education and the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a client of yours recently, and she's done a lot of trips with various people, different companies, da, da, da. and she said to me, I'm not going to say who, because there's just, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. She said to me, she learned more from you in a week than she has on all of her other safaris with other companies. Sure. That, and that's what it's that about. But still, mm. you were, I think you were, it wasn't the Mara, mm-hmm. and you were posting, and it was laughing and stuff, and that's it. If you can combine that, education entertainment yeah and i think that's i mean we could probably extrapolate that further into relationships and work and fun and friends whatever Mm -hmm. but if you can find that balance there's a lot to that no for sure i agree so you can't laugh at yourself i mean yeah you have to eh? people are so stuck up life's too short i i have a very 
very hardcore aversion to negativity. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it. Yeah, I don't I want agree. it in my orbit. <laughs> I strongly agree. And, and sure, every once in a while, whether it's your girlfriend or someone in the office, whatever, might get negative. And it's at the point, and I'll tell some of my clients this, you know what, you're allowed to be negative. Something bad happens, but you have five minutes. Yeah. So fucking deal with it, yeah. and then let's move on. See yeah. how we can fix this. How can we build on this? Yeah, 100%. But people who get stuck in these negative cycles for weeks and weeks, I don't, I, I literally can't process that. No, I agree. I struggle. I think it comes down a bit to that internal locus of control, G. Huge. And, and being able to, as soon as your external environments are, or environment is controlling you, I, I mean, look at the world around us. It, it is. Look at my picture it's, from this morning. It's, it's a beautiful sky. It's beautiful, but the world is filled with negativity. Like you can't, you but can't. But it's louder than positivity. It, exactly, and that's the problem. So if you allow all of that environment, everything, all of those external factors to influence you, so you, you know that internal locus of control is very, very okay, important. So, to so give advice to people here. Educate them oh, on Jesus. how how do you stop the external world from influencing you negatively? Just you. Because uh, if you can answer that, we're gonna make millions. I'll write, yeah, I'll write your, I'll write your quote afterwards. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna Google quickly. <laughs> Just repeat, repeat that question again. How uh, can people go about dealing with like the the external and internal locus of control? Yeah. How can they stop the external world making them negative? Sure. I think it comes down to, uh, I don't know. I, I think if if I think about how I would try to handle that, is truly becoming comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I think, loving myself for who I am, comfortable, happy with, with who I am, realizing that everything I've gone through in the past is, it's, it's a seed that's been planted for a new season ahead. It's prepared mm-hmm. me for something. But it's also, I mean, you're saying in the past, you've survived 100% of your toughest days. There we go. You have. There we go. And at that time when it was happening, you thought, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to do this. To me, it comes to gratitude and to sitting back and thinking, okay, cool. You know what? Everything's fucked up and my world is bad and everything's negative and I can't do this and my work sucks and da 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 mm. But what do I have? Yeah. Yeah. What do I have and what can I control? And your choices have to start from there. Yeah. Because it's so easy, so easy to get stuck in that negative cycle yeah. where I'm shit, everything's bad around me, I'm never going to get out of this, the world sucks, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But every, everybody has something to be grateful for. Definitely. You can even go to the extreme end. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you dead yet? No, you're not. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's that. Exactly. So, sure. there, there's definitely ways, but I think it's a big, big deal. Do you find, and this, this goes to a conversation I had with Trevor on the podcast, do you find a lot of guests talking about stuff like this? Or do you find they stay within the realm of photography and wildlife or do they go further no i've 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 had some really good chats with guests before where we've gone into some deep stuff some deep deep stuff um and i mean i I, i'm sure you would relate to this but i've I've often found that those are the guests that after a trip uh, i'm still able to connect with and and Mm -hmm. still um you know you end up building a relationship yeah yeah, yeah. so i've certainly had guests come out and, and we've got into deeper stuff but again, 100%, couldn't agree more. It's also that external locus of control. When you're at home in your apartment in San Francisco and life sucks and taxes and stress and police and everything, you change the vibe, take a plant, it doesn't grow here, you move it to there. Yeah. Suddenly on safari, things seem easier. 
Definitely. And people can tap deeper than they would normally at home because there's not as much friction and other things to get through to get to the core of something. A hundred percent. And that, that I think a lot of people underestimate from a safari point. Yeah. I mean, ask yourself this question. How many times have you been on a, on a trip and guests have been like, shucks, I wonder what's happening in the world. Like I've been there when, you know. Oh, often, yeah. Bless her, but, but I've been there when, when the queen was, mm-hmm. you know. Tapping out, Getting so to, to that point, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's a huge event in mm. this world. Um, but we were out there and, you know, the conversations were just kind of, listen, guys, have you heard about the queen? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. We would chat about it for five minutes and then it progresses on. on because you know as soon as you back in in the city you're on social media and you're constantly reminded people, of radio you're constantly reminded of mm. so i'm not trying to you know um label that as a negative thing um but i think that's the idea that that fits into what you say it's saying. good to disconnect and a lot yeah. of people they will and I've, I've also i've had some pretty deep conversations with people around fireplaces and over a glass of wine and then they would make, in some instances, even make decisions on, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to mm, mm. ask the girl to marry me. Whatever it is, they'll, yeah. they'll have big decisions coming up. But then when they get back home, suddenly the avalanche of real life Kicks in suddenly hits you. And yeah. then all that just moves to the side. Yeah. And that's the whole, and we can get very schwa with this, but the connecting with nature, that's where yeah. we should be. No distractions. But I think, I think, I think there's a place for dedicated trips like that mm-hmm. and I've, I've had one on the cards for a while where I want to go to a Maasai village to Dixon's village yeah. with five to six people and run like a life coaching and performance oh, wow. workshop in that environment wow so, now, so no photography no you no people will take a camera but the camera if you photograph it's going to be okay cool you've got fair play of this Maasai village they're going to go about their stuff tending the cattle the boys are going to take the goats out they're going to build yeah. the houses I want you to photograph in this village today, contentment or anxiety. See if you find it. Oh, wow. Because the moment you look at the external world through a camera trying to interpret emotions, it does a lot for your inside. Sure, I can imagine. So now you've got to go and look for something like anxiety in a Maasai village yeah. where they're just doing their thing. You probably won't find it. No, certainly. Or are you going to interpret it in a way and you're going to photograph that? I use photography with a lot of my clients okay. to do stuff like that. Oh, okay. But I do think, again... When we started Wild Eye, we had a conversation with a marketing company, Cerebrum. They were across the road here. Safari, photo safari. What's the difference? Nothing. Mm. It differs by degree, not kind. My mom's going on a normal safari. She takes a phone. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards that the thing I just spoke about now, that kind of trip I want to do, is also on a spectrum of safari because a little bit of that happens around campfires whether you want to or not. We're just not paying attention to it. 100%. So sure, that's that's, that's an interesting thing for the future. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting concept. One day, Definitely. just got to get through this week and get my presentations done. When's your next trip? Um, I'm heading out now 1st of March, G. Where are you going? I'm heading to Sabi Sabi and Mala Mala. Is it private? Yeah, 10-day private. Who are you going with? Um, some peop- a couple from Qatar. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. new people that are, are traveling with Wild Eye. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, just very excited. So are you going to be posting on social media? Certainly, certainly. Wonderful. Gonna go, gonna <laughs> There's go some ideas. I mean, it, and I'm going to say this publicly so people can hold you accountable for this. Yeah. But what I used to do on some trips is in the evening when you get to your room. Mm-hmm. So in Kenya, sometimes, not at the camp, but you have like half an hour before dinner. Mm-hmm. Or at this, when you come to your room in the evenings, either do an Instagram live and save it or... Put your phone up and just record. Hey, we've just come back. We saw this, this, this. Really cool day. Yeah. And just drop those every single day. Yeah, I know. It's the easiest content to make. Yeah, certainly. 
Certainly. And I, I, I like the idea of that because I think people, mm. right out off of that, people catch the emotions of what mm. you're still feeling. 100%. You know? And also remember, we as humans are storytellers by nature. Yeah, certainly. In the past, we sat around campfires drawing pictures of buffaloes with blood <laughs> on rocks. And that was our storytelling. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. People like stories. Yeah. Tell yeah. them stories. Yeah, certainly. Mike, listen, I know we've got to get back to work. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. It team. is a pleasure. pleasure and privilege to have you on our team. Thank you so much. And we'll do this again. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers for now. Bye.